Hello, hello. Here we are in the motel. Enjoy my oven, my stove, my drapes. How you going, Mary? In the hotel. Motel? Can't hear you, Mary. Is it me? Oh, it's me. Hello. 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 <laughs> when you do that, you're like, I can't hear anyone. People keep hanging yeah. up on the phone, and then you realize, oh, no wonder. <laughs> Mine's coming out of the computers. I want it in my ears. So, just a second. You guys, I'm just finishing up a little bit of my lunch, so I'm going to keep myself off video for a minute. Yeah, maybe Arab is coming today. So let's get it started. Who wants to pray in? Jabba? Thank you. I'll pray in. Oh, so grateful and thankful to be here today together, grateful and thankful to be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love. Grateful to rest in this space, rest in the love that we have for each other. Grateful to have the opportunity to come into this space with our loving hearts. Receiving anything that shows up, allowing it to breathe, and allowing whatever is to be. So grateful and thankful for the light that we all choose to shine in the world, the love that we all choose to share in the world. Calling in all of our angels, teachers, and guides to join with us today in this sacred space, knowing that all is well, all will be well, and that all we need do is say yes, and spirit is there with us, guiding us always. Amen. Well, I've got some stuff to talk about, about my experience in spiritual counseling, if that's okay. And get the ball rolling. Please. Um, I was triggered lately in a session and I was I couldn't really go any further than that. You know, with it was like 15, 20 minutes in. And uh and it spent the rest of the session really talking about the trigger. <laughs> not not me talking about the other person looking for how they could go forward when I felt I didn't, at that point, I could not go forward. I, I just, I felt like, okay, so you're seeing another spiritual counsellor. I don't see the point of us seeing each other anymore. Um, it wasn't just that. It was a bit incestuous. Someone from a ministry and another person ministry and another, like it was just a whole bunch of bleh. And it got really triggered with the messiness of it and the confusion. So I shut down and I couldn't come back. Luckily, our conversation was very loving about it. And I, and I, I, I did ask that person questions throughout it, but I think they were also a little shut down because they felt I hadn't supported them in a way that they expected me to support them um, with the decisions that they'd made. And they did ask me for me to trust them about the decision that they'd made. But I felt my, my trigger is that I felt that their decision was dishonest and I couldn't go past that. You know, when you feel like someone's lying to themselves? Yeah, like a discernment that, okay, this, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but I don't feel it's honest. You know, I, I just discern this. could be me projecting, but also um, the dishonesty in myself. But there was just something that uh, blocked me from receiving spirit. Uh, and I... I couldn't, I couldn't come out of it. And I wrote a forgiveness letter after it 
I just, uh, yeah. And, and my decision was not to go further with that client, which is really difficult because I've been, they've, we've been together seeing, you know, we have a, a, a good relationship, a very respectful and loving relationship since maybe April. And she's a very dependable person, comes every two weeks, pays some nice money, you know. Um, I don't know whether somehow I had made her my source, not for finance, maybe a tiny bit finance, but also just the dependability and then coming and feeling in, in my current circumstance that there wasn't, that I felt unsupported. I don't know. Um, so I made the decision going for, further that I, I wouldn't, that that client could see the other counsellor, no worries, I've got no worries about that. Um, and if and if she's called to come back and come back, and it's certainly not me or her. It's just at the moment I don't I don't want to mix things and confuse things, and it feels like that in me. So I don't know if anybody has anything to say about that. And yeah, okay. Advice or suggestion or about becoming triggered, you know. If you've I had just want to say, yeah, yeah. I just want to say thank you for your honesty because it's, it's, um, I haven't had that exact experience, but I certainly have been in it and like not known what to say or what to do. So thank you for sharing. I know that it came out of, um, and the forgiveness letters show that it came out of my need to protect her from some red flags that were coming up. Uh, that I was not seeing someone else in the situation as innocent. So that was what was blocking me. Mm. And yeah, I've, I'm up to sixty. Sorry, Dina, I'm up to sixty-four clients, and I haven't had a trigger like that. I've never been I, triggered. I, I, I'm the trigger true. always goes no. Yeah, sorry, the trigger always says no, 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 no. That was like, did you help the client? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I missed. I, I, I came I in at three so. at three after, but I missed a big part of um, what you were saying. So I was just triggered. I was just triggered. Yeah, and uh, and so I was just sharing what to do what I what have you been triggered before and how did you deal with it really um my trigger like I said was probably that I felt that I needed to protect the client probably from my background and having someone preying on me so I was seeing the world as predators innocence and non-innocence and not trusting you know it, it triggered something in me like that and maybe a little bit of rejection little bit of betrayal but not not in a massive amount but just just a little touch there it was more the innocence I think Mm. Kelly can I ask um look and I'm just going to piggyback on what Amanda said. Thank you for bringing this up. I've had those moments as well in counseling when I felt um, that somebody wasn't showing up 100%. And I've dealt with it in my own way. But what I was curious about is you said 15 minutes and you shut down. What yeah, was what or or so around there? What was the sentence that was said that led to your shutdown? It was just my mind thinking that the partner that she was talking about in this new relationship was narcissistic, and that she had moved from me to another, the other person's counselor. Got it. So okay. so that so that she could 
she it was like a self-abandonment she thought okay I've got to go over here and figure it out with this counselor with that oh. person because it was almost like a and which is who's in the ministry so it's a bit sensitive there's not they're not here neither it's, it's very incestuous it was like whoa um okay you're over there now well what, what about the work we've done we've been working together this is not what I said to her for since April. It's so strong because this person is showing up a hundred percent, hundred percent. But I just felt she'd abandoned herself, gone over there. Now she was over there trying to figure it out that relationship with another person. It wasn't her work anymore. And, uh, and then it hadn't worked out in the two together. So they'd separate, they, they were still together, but she said, um, we're not, we're not going together, but I've decided to keep seeing that counselor. Um, because yeah and then we I kind of we touched on it a bit and it was like because I want to work out how to be in relationship with that person and she knows both of us and I thought that's that's this isn't spiritual counseling anymore we're not trying to change ourselves which is this client changing ourselves to to fit this relationship and figure out how we can do it in conjunction with a counselor who knows both of us do you know what I mean does anyone know what I mean? When we're doing our own work, we're, we're bringing our own stuff, and she's a really strong client. Made massive changes, so so good. And then I just felt like you've left, you've gone, you've left the building. Now you're over there working with the, this new relationship and trying to figure out what's wrong with you that you can change. For me, that was a red flag. We're never changing ourselves to fit the external circumstances. Things are coming up for us all the time each and every one of us but we've got accepted as our work and we don't need to and we're just going to show up authentically but she does have a fear of abandonment a bigger fear of abandonment it's a huge thing and she had narcissistic parents so she feels very the person withdraws in that relationship when there's a conflict so her it's her stuff about abandonment about the other person withdrawing again the withdrawal for me is another red flag there was other things as well that silent treatment the going away the not communicating but for me I understand that I need some space too when something happens I need like a week two three four I might need two months until I'm ready I'm 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 a five it's the way it happens it's just I need a lot of space for my emotions to figure it out like process it, not figure it out, but process it. So I understand the partner and so, but her, I just do, I hope people can understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not like, well, you've got to come and see me. It's not, it's me or her. It's not like that. If we should, maybe she, we, she could see both of us, but I just don't think her, I just intuit that her intentions are not pure. And so and that's a judgment I get. But is it a judgment or is it a discernment? Her intentions are not pure. She's left herself. And I've said to her, go see her. See If you come back, you come back. Like if you love someone, let them free. And if they come back, they will. And if they don't, they won't. And that's fine. I love her and I know that she loves me with great respect for each other. Um, so, yeah, if anyone is a counsellor, I don't know if I did some counter-transference there with the uh, with a client that this dependable client had all of a sudden gone AWOL and off she was over there and that that might be really what triggered me I'm not really sure but it's my own stuff about innocence and trust I think it's uh it's really good insight um and for all for us as counselors to think about that we we have um you know I too have long-term people that I've worked with one I suggested to her, I said, I think, you know, how, how do you, I was suspecting that she was tiring of doing the work, not that she didn't have more work to do. So I suggested, you know, how do you feel? Do you know, are you ready to go on your own? And, and she said, yes. And it, you know, kind of, I could feel that kind of loss and hurt a little bit. So we bring ourselves to as spiritual counselors and these are our human human elements the triggering is actually a good thing even though it doesn't feel good because now we get a chance to examine our psyche what is made up of these internal family systems parts or whatever you want to refer to them now and, and we can begin to crack that 
uh, crack those places. So I think you you found a big one in your care and concern and ability to read something, your red flags. And, you know, we're all going to have that. So and I couldn't pretend. No, I couldn't pretend can't. and I couldn't run away. You know, I couldn't go, like in real life, you can pretend and go, oh, yeah, 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 and run away. I had to sit there and think, oh, God. I liked what uh, Linda had posted something about. She says she sits cross-legged, so she grabs her, what did she say, her heart and her foot? Yeah, she closes the circuit. And she does. I was thinking it might be good to invite maybe the um, violet flame in or something like that during those times. Then she gets off the call and she makes an appointment with her with her personal counselor. Yeah, I haven't found a personal counselor yet. I haven't. But good work because, and, and because, nice sharing. Yeah, my social worker is my counselor, but she I've I've surpassed that now. It's not like because she's working in the land of no. I mean, she's working in form, and I'm working not in form, and so it doesn't. It, this wonderful social worker I've had for four or five years. It's she actually came to me for once. It was really good because she's had breast cancer and things have really changed for her. Um, I'm 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 counselorless, I guess, at the moment. And Alison tried, but she really didn't have enough, you know. And God bless her, what courage she had. Yeah, Kelly, I'll do it, and we did, and we got stuff out of it. But um, I mean, really, what courage? She really had a lot of courage to to try it, to attempt it. Um. Laura, did you want to say something? <laughs> well, you know, I had a couple thoughts that came in, and that is um, I've, I've heard people talk to me about seeing different counselors within the ministry, and they like to try on different things, one, to make sure they're not missing anything. That's, I've heard that before, but, and what was coming through was, you know, sometimes a person gets to a certain point with a counselor and they're, they may not be ready to move past that. And so starting with a different counselor, they can back up and they can approach it again. And so maybe they're not ready to go there. And going with another counselor gets them closer to it in a different way. And maybe moving on to another counselor will get them closer to it in a different way. You know, we, it's like what I shared on the, what's in the WhatsApp group. I had this client that she would come, she would say things. I didn't ever see her doing anything to change. She'd agree to do things. She'd come back. She wouldn't do them. And yet spirit was just like, this is perfect. This is perfect. And she came back to me this past weekend and sat in front of me and said, um, I got to come clean about something. I don't think you knew this about me because I never told you, but I had, I have a huge eating disorder and I, I've never told anybody and your sessions gave me the courage to be open about it, to check myself into a treatment center for a month. And so all along, I had this feeling that she wasn't telling me the truth. Something was coming up. She wasn't doing the work, but I held that space and I held it strong. And then when she came back to me, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So it's just the sense I get when you're sharing that, Kelly, is you did open a space for her, whatever that space was. And she, in turn, opened a space for you as an opportunity to look at your triggers. And there really is no answer, like, either way. It's just, it's it was the opportunities that are being created from from that and thank you yeah that's my only sense is like my only sense honestly is do your work that you know you can do and don't try to drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out allow spirit to show you and open it up to you because you'll get it and you are already
that's well important. i trust i trust that she can that she will come back actually i do trust that that she'll figure out what it is that she wants from the other counselor she'll figure out what she's what her motivation is in a way what why she's doing that and then she'll return i do trust that she is actually going to return um and just bringing up and so thank you as well that bit about how you can come to like another space go see a counselor and then do back up a bit and then that's really helpful thank you and uh to new counselors here you will find people counselor hopping and that's not that they just do they just they just have a bit here and have a bit there and have a bit here and have a bit there but I guess it was that we've done so much solid work she'd done so many huge changes in her life you know she'd left her husband she'd moved out she'd moved to a new place big things huge changing things and she did it all with no fear for someone who was a fear afraid of being abandoned she did it. she just made so much headway and in a way i was thinking what do you want <laughs> you're just doing so well you just you just you're like a bright star you know anyway thank you thank you for your feedback and helping helping me to release that. If I can, I'd like to thank both of you um, because my, as a newbie, my tendency was to jump on Kelly's bandwagon and um, and just not so much as a trigger, but just there clearly was a change in that person's agenda for whatever reason. And Laura, you put it in such gentle words and and phrased it in such a way that it's just a change of interest at the moment. And, and that person needs to go handle some different things. And then they either come back or they don't, but their, their mindset has changed and their work wouldn't have progressed anymore, I don't think, with you, Kelly, because they were at a different place. They were looking for different information and you just said it so nicely Lori. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, and I've noticed that about everybody or many of you in the ministry you have learned how to say things so gently and I appreciate that I I tend to be black and white and pretty blunt so I need to learn that phrasing and gratitude thank but you let's again say, for showing sometimes black and white and pretty blunt is loving and I have been black and white and pretty blunt with people and then they're like, whoa, that's not very nice. But the truth is sometimes people, it's called for. And, um, you know, I don't want black and white and blunt not being seen as not loving because it can be loving to stand, to stand strongly with someone. Recently, yesterday, someone said to me that they felt that I'd be, you know, I could be more loving and more compassionate and, Look, I show a lot of compassion. I'm, I'm learning that I am someone who you don't all know me in every context. You don't know me through and through. You can't see all time and space. I'm very loving, very open, but sometimes I can be this way. And I do have a judgment about myself. If I've been unloving, I know that, and I can do my work about that. But let's not think that, you know, being so sweet and loving and talking so gently means because the person who brought it to me, they had an agenda that they wanted me to change, and that is not loving. That is not loving. They wanted me to be more like maybe Laurie. Not, no offence, Laurie, but, you know, oh, Angela, so sweet and nice and lovely and talking like this. That's not me. How can I be that way? Right. But maybe I will develop more that way, but... That the unloving was the judgment that they cast upon me and they wanted me to be someone different. So let's embrace the way that we show up. I, uh, Deanna, you can attest to this. You've known me to be a very blunt person. You've seen me in action when I've been blunt with things. It, it, all, it all depends, you know. I can understand what you're saying, Beth. Like, I... I have sat with clients before and someone will say something to me and they'll say, they'll, they'll look at me with kind of a half smile and they'll say, they'll say something and I'll say, yeah, you're bullshitting me. 
and they'll just start laughing and I'll call them on it. It's not that I don't call people on it. I just, um, I have seen people try on, it's like trying on a different, a different flavor. It's kind of like in the ministry, Jennifer has her way of teaching, but yet on the WhatsApp groups, people are like, oh, did you see so-and-so's book or this thing or that thing? And they're bringing in other teachers and introducing things. Jennifer doesn't sit at home and go, wow, like, um, why are they listening to this other person and not me? But we're being human. And it's okay to do that too, you know? It's, right. Right. Yeah. In that moment, it took the charge out for me because I was I was following Kelly's trigger. <laughs> oh yeah, I just had a session yesterday where someone booked a session with me and then it was someone from the ministry and then it wasn't a session at all. It was all about how I need to be more loving. And I was blindsided and apparently this person had said that and that person had said that. And anyway, <laughs> I was, I was triggered in the, in it, but then again, second one in a row. And then um, I was able to release that because I was able to turn it around and we could look at how he was, the, you know, what was really going on for him and for the person and this person, we don't know how to stay in our own business, how to do our own work. We, we turned it into that, how to, how to support each other, how, how to hold true space, the credo, you know, we, we talked about things like that, yeah. Because harmony is this person's, but it was a false harmony. It was more about a controlling harmony, yeah. It really truly wasn't loving, and, but that person can't see that yet. I had to call my prayer partner and say, am I crazy? Am I gaslighting him? And, you know, we talk through it because, you know, it's not me, it's you, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a very interesting conversation. Um, I have a lot of ideas and experiences surrounding this. I'm not comfortable talking about all of them, which shows that maybe, you know, this is a little bit of a, I don't know, sensitive area. Um I don't like to be unkind. So there are times when what I call a brown noser, I have a brown nosers aspect in me and that will sort of try to manage. And, and so you, as a counselor, you, you know, you need to learn these things about yourself. And I've done a little work. Kelly's actually helped me discover the brown noser. But, um, and I, I realized that that, aspect of myself tries to keep me safe tries to allow me to manage so that everything's in harmony but that aspect also will cause me to say things that aren't necessarily the best thing to be said in the situation so I'm I'm working with that aspect to instead of a brown noser to dial it up a little bit to like diplomat so I could say it and I agree with Kelly that it's, I, I think, and I, I say it as assertive, you know, speaking assertively, I think um, it doesn't always have to be super sweet or sugary, but it must stand in truth. And that can be hard to figure out what that is. I mean, you can say it as with as much conviction of all of your being, all of your heart, but it must stand in truth. If it stands in your triggering or your fears or your shame or your, um, and often, and sometimes that will happen. Um, and that's it. I think it's all okay because as long as you can be triggered or what have you, or even if somebody says, I'm going to schedule a meeting with you to tell you that you're not very kind or you need to be more loving. Well, that just opens a space where, um, you can think about that a little bit, talk and open that. I, I, um, I like people to speak in ways that are supportive to me. So there are times when people trigger me by being blunt because it doesn't feel supportive. Now that's my issue. So I need, I, so I, I welcome it when it happens and I say, well, I get to go work on this. So this is a little bit, there's some, it can go both ways, but right. I guess in the end, it's all about us, 
you know, what is our intention? Our intention is to help each other and help ourselves and learn and grow and love. So. Well, it was interesting that this conversation was about not safety, but I didn't feel safe when that person brought this to me. It was like, well, where's the unsafety in you? And uh, I, I didn't feel trusted either that I'm working on my stuff. Can't you see I'm doing it every day. It's very obvious. I know that I'm not perfect. I think you're expecting me to be perfect, you know, and, and it was came from my mastery circle. So uh, it wasn't a client. It was someone who came through the mastery circle. And so I was, I was, yeah, I was, I turned it on him anyway in the end. And because of the guilt, when someone blames you for something and thinks you should change, they're going to feel the guilt. It's just going to be the way it is. And, uh, yeah, I, I've learned through him. I mean, I know I need to be kind, kinder, try to be kinder. But if you'd been in my, been in my family, you would know why. You would have seen why I learned to be the way that I am and that I'm undoing that for all of us. And holding space is what we're doing the most. Um, but anyway, we've spoken this about half an hour, and I know that everyone here except Dean and Laurie, you're all first year, oh, and Amanda, how are you going? Because we want to support you and how are you going? Um, you know, have you had any clients yet? How did it go? If anybody has anything coming up, are you triggered? Did you feel like you're, this isn't for you? Or did you have the ego tell you how crap you are? <laughs> or, or how good you are? <laughs> Um, I have my first client scheduled in a week and um, part of me is freaking out. It, it, it's doing a couple of things. One is great. It's kicking me in the ass to force me to get organized um, about the classes in general and figure out for sure where I'm at and what's going on and, and how, where I'm going to keep track of things and how. So that's a good piece because I tend to procrastinate with that stuff. And the other piece of me is just wants to run in the opposite direction and say, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, Tammy and I had an exchange yesterday, um, which was, which was helpful. Um, but, but yeah, so, and I'm sure you guys get that. So, <laughs> but just putting it out there. <laughs> Yeah, Even crazy. after all the sessions that we did, in because so uh, I've been through the intensive and and we did you know tons of sessions there, but um, that seems like an eternity ago, and all of a sudden I'm like, it's been too long. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, book a book a session with one of us that you can swap. I'm still in training. Right. Amanda's still in training. You know, uh, but for for a second year maybe, or a, you know, Laurie will pay. Dina, I don't know. She's between worlds. Well, I've done all my counseling sessions, but now what I'm doing is I'm working on my notebooks and I'm doing Finding Freedom again and I'm doing Ascension Pathways and I'm trying to come back up to the information, um, the basics, if you will. So I'm still, when I have time, I still just do donation or swap. So yes, I'm available. Cool. Yeah, I was going to put it out on WhatsApp. Um, going to put it out tomorrow actually. <laughs> can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to um, swap with you. Well, any of you, uh, Beth, Kelly, yeah. Tammy, I love you guys. And, uh, uh, Dina. <laughs> I said it wrong one time and I always try to remember it. <laughs> um oh Marianne I see you there too okay Desiree oh guys yeah I feel like um I've got a, a million things going through my mind trying to organize no, trying to figure out what I'm doing how did you get a client did you do something magic oh me uh, Beth yeah you I I attend a Thursday night um meditation group that I've been attending for a long time and know everybody really well. And I, you know, they, they kind of, we do a check-in each week and I shared that I, they know that I'm part of this. And okay. I said, yeah, I've decided to go for the certification and I need to do 111 counts like our sessions if anybody's interested. And of course they all went, yes. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So, Great. So okay, good. I'm sure you do wonderfully. Um, I mean it. Yeah. I really enjoyed working with you. All of you. 
gosh, you guys. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ego coming in and triggering me all the time that I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I want to put it out there. Um, like I'm thinking, do I do Facebook? Do I set up, you know, uh, so I just be interested in hearing what the rest of you are doing. I, oh, I'm just basically, personally I'm just trying to get my spreadsheets out and get the information oh also I'm having trouble finding my um evaluations not the self-evaluations I found those but I don't so I don't know who I guess I would always chat to GJ I'll let GJ know is anyone else having that problem I'll find the evaluations Okay, and and also, when I when I go into my the evaluations, the self evaluations that they have for me, it looks like they're all for the same person, and I want to get that straightened out. I I don't know what happened there, so if maybe uh, GJ is the person to talk to. Then. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's on the way. I've just asked GJ. Um, can I say that what's coming up for me, if anyone else wants to speak to it? Oh, Amanda, um, did you want to speak? I was just wanting to talk a little bit about um, what that brought when you were telling your story, Kelly, is, is where does, and I've thought about my clients too. So it's not just about you, it's just clients in general coming from the, um, is it Hugh Lynn about seeing everybody in their perfection and knowing that our clients are exactly where they need to be and exactly on the right path. So that's what came up for me is like, where does that fit into this conversation? Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to go back to Mary. She asked, how you, are you, are we magical? do we like just people just come to us um so i wanted to answer if anyone had to answer my answer if that's helpful is be present in the community you already are mary the more you can be present the more you see level ones the more they see you in classes the more the more the more like me you've seen me a lot and so therefore <laughs> i've got clients you know um but i wouldn't say i learned a lesson today this year uh last year I did approach people and I didn't wait for them to approach me. I would like message them directly. And now I know don't just put it out there and then they can call if they want because some people didn't, that, that we, we weren't matched. And now I really trust that we're being matched for highest and best. So that's another thing. Um, advertise it, advertise it when you're the, when you're doing your forgiveness Friday, say, um, you know, I'm a spiritual counselor in training and let people know, always advertise it wherever you go. Um, be confident, meaning fake it till you make it. Exactly, because I feel like I'm not a counselor. What am I saying? You know, who am I trying to kid here? <laughs> and that that leads into keep seeing other swaps, do swaps about that. Can put, write the forgiveness letters, put it on the holy altar. Write the forgiveness letters. Write the forgiveness letters, um, and keep giving up that ego thought that you're not good enough and that you're unworthy or that you can't do it. And uh, that will bring you that work is bringing you your clients the undoing is bringing you your clients and and also um when i started um it was right around i guess um november december of a couple of years ago and i just i went all in for activation session um doing giving them and at that time we weren't trained first we were just given <laughs> we were just given the script you know and it was a go and I was actually on vacation, but I went ahead and I'd go down and I, I would do five or six a day or whatever, you know, and I just got that practice, bam, 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 bam. There's a whole bunch of people. And the fact that it was scripted was very, very helpful because that gave me the confidence. But then in the beginning, there's that part where you are trying to get them to state, you know, what their, what their issue is. So that began to teach me um, some of the skills, but I would say, I wasn't very impressed, you know, with um, that part of it. You know, I've, I've, I've had to really work for that or allow. I, I know, let me change that up. I have had to step ego back and allow that part of myself that's inspired to be, um, to offer up whatever. So it's getting myself out of the way. That was the, 
including the I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. So that will go. And that um, if you all are familiar with the truly helpful prayer, uh, it's very helpful to have that and say that right before you go on with anyone. That really helps. Thank you. No, um, Mary, what, I'm going to piggyback on what Dina said as well. And that is what helped me was even becoming clear on what being a spiritual counselor meant to me. Because when I knew what that meant to me, then I could understand what I was claiming to be in the world. Like, I, until it became simplified in my head and I was just like, well, what does that mean to me? Like, what, what is my intention in doing this and offering this service? What are my goals? Like a spiritual contract? What's my aspiration as a spiritual counselor? What are my intentions? What are my goals? And when I felt like I was really connected to my own understanding of what that was, then I could claim it. And then that got rid of all the bullshit going on in my head about not being able to do it. So that was the thought I had because once, like it says in the manual for teachers, your students have already been chosen for you. All you have to do is say yes. So I don't believe I'm a little different in the way I think of finding clients because it's not about finding them or figuring it out or blah, 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 blah. I've literally given it over to spirit and allowed myself to become more connected with what I'm offering to the world and to spirit. And then things just show up. So I do it backwards of what mass consciousness does it. But what really helped me to see the difference in me was when I when I claimed what it was I was doing. That's you know what that made Thank me you, Lori. That is very helpful. Yeah, because I got called. I knew that I was called for this, and I don't know why. I know it's going to be helpful to me, and perhaps this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That was the message I got. But that's all I know. And I'm trying to figure it out. And being someone who likes to be organized, I'm just, uh, you know, so this, that's great. I'm going to come at it from that angle. I think that that feels really good. (laughs) Thank you. You know what that made me think of, Lori, was um, maybe diving into writing my um, bio and putting that together because that will make me focus on who I who who I want to be, you know, and and what I want to uh, show the world. You know, Beth, I have this really. I took a workshop with um, one of someone Jennifer recommended, and now I'm teaching it in the ministry. But one of the things that they suggest when writing a bio, I have a, a worksheet somewhere. If you email me. It's called Writing Your Hero's Journey. And it asks you a series of questions. And it basically is like, well, what are you an example of in the world? What do you know that you have come through? Like, what is your, you know, for me, I knew that I learned how to stop being a people pleaser. I, I was a people pleaser. And so I've healed a lot of that within me. Abandonment issues I've been working on big this past year. So I started to think about what are the things that I have successfully come through in my own life. And when I started there, um, that's how I wrote my, my biography. So Okay, so so I'll I'll email you for that. Is that something you, you gave um, us in the Prosperous Practitioner? Or is that something different? Okay, I might email you uh, for another copy. I of did it. not give you the Hero's Journey yet in the Prosperous Practitioner. I will. Oh, that's upcoming. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you. I, I, I think okay. I'm wondering if all of us wouldn't like to have it. Could, would would that be something you could supply more, like maybe on our uh, as a link in WhatsApp? If I can figure out how to do it, yes, I will put it in WhatsApp for our group. 
and Thank I will take, I will either retype it because I like, I look at it in a different way, but yes, I'd be happy mm -hmm. to. Um, I found that it, what it crossed into is I took um, a workshop with Jennifer in, in Arizona a couple years ago, and something she said has always stuck with me, and she calls it ETR, and it's earning the right for people to go, I want to read more about this person. Like you're earning the right to their attention by the way that you're presenting your hero's journey or who you are. So I'll look that up and I'll share it so that um, it's, it was really helpful in me writing my bio. Yeah. Mary, I just wanted to share something. Hey everyone, that Jennifer told me um, on Thursday when I was kind of having a little unworthy episode because I was meeting a client as well. Um, and that really kind of changed the way I look at what I do. And what she said to me was, spirit doesn't send people to you just to bullshit you, just to mess with your head, right? And spirit is sending your clients to you because you have what you have the message for them, right? You're the one that's holding the message. And that just kind of shift um, a lot of the, who do you think I am? You know, being really grounded in, okay, well, hmm. Spirit trusts me enough to hold this message. It's gonna, you know, come forward. <clears throat> and so I went into my, meeting just really disconnected will having the will to really disconnect from my ego and allowing spirit to just show up and speak and I just kept holding on to I have the message I have the message <laughs> I have the message right and even though this client you know and at the end I was totally I, I had the willingness also to disconnect, to, to detach myself from whether she was going to sign on or not, right? And I was just so grateful to be a part of her stepping stone, basically, right? A part of her journey. Like I was able to give her peace of her message, peace of her healing. And to me, that was just good enough, whether she choose to sign on or not, you know, that, um, that felt good for me that I had the message and that really held me in, in that um, meeting. So I just wanted to share that, that you have the message to all your clients. Spirit is not bullshitting you. Spirit is not messing with your head. You know, we all are called and our clients are just there waiting for us. And, you know, one of the things Gloria also wanted to move away from is this idea of seeking or searching for my clients, this grind of social media. You know, um, it took me a while to start taking clients for my for my um, my coaching um, business, my forgiveness coaching, because I needed to ground myself so solid in that my clients are not my source of income. I just really, and, and, and I share that with people all the time. Like, why, why didn't you start taking clients earlier? It's like, because I didn't want to have that grind. I don't want to run my business or run, not even my business. I don't want to do what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing as a business. So this whole boss mode of social, this new, you know, era that we're living in, and everybody wants to be like this boss bitch. Like, I do not want that. You know, I, you know, somebody sent me an offer recently to, to do one of the class. And I was like, you know, I'm really sorry, but I have to decline because I'm really moving my mind from, you know, and the way that I show up yeah, away from yeah, being this yeah, boss. Yeah, and she was like, I thought she was going to be like, what bullshit are you telling me? But she was interested to know what it was. And, and okay, okay, wise, we're, we're sharing right now. Okay. And, you know, I had to tell, I, I was so confident in saying, I don't have a business. I have a service. I'm serving God and that's ease and grace. So if I go to think of my, my service as a business or um, service, then there's really nothing to boss. 
right? So I don't want to have that sort of mindset that I'm grinding or um, this boss bitch. No, I'm serving with ease and grace. And that's why I really want to show up. And so all that kind of really helped me to, um, to really listen, I guess, to really listen to spirit. Yeah. I love that. I have a service. I'm serving God. Fantastic. Tamisha, what did you mean when you said um, sign on? Oh, you're on mute. It wasn't for, um, so I had a client for, not for my um, spiritual counseling. I do radical forgiveness coaching and I have like a coaching business that I do for five weeks with clients so yeah I just started offering that and um you know I didn't even really offer it somebody it's it's so funny how that happened right there's this mom who talks a lot about um gentle parenting and she was really coming down on this other parent um and the you know this is how I know when people are really doing the work. I feel we can know because the language is so different, right? The language is so compassionate. The language is so supporting, and so I felt like I needed to say something, like you know. Um, and I responded to this woman, and I said, you know, I'm not really, I'm not attacking you. I, please forgive me if you feel attacked, but you know, as gentle parents, I feel like you know, we should all have this compassion for the other person when we have the strength to say, okay, I am not raising my children or I'm not parenting to this trauma anymore, right? And once we see a parent showing, you know, doing something, we can have that sort of understanding that this parent is wounded, right? This parent is is hurting. And so I felt I needed to talk about that. And so I got somebody from just saying that comment, <laughs> just commenting, So I didn't know who this person was. And she's like, Tamisha, I only found you today. And I saw you and I knew I read your comment under this mom post. And I knew you were exactly who I needed. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I thought she was following me for like a long time on social media. But it was just this comment that, you know, just have compassion. and, And for people, when we see they, you know acting crazy <laughs> out of mind it's not a time to like really judge and and yeah so yeah kelly back to you so it's for my uh, radical forgiveness coaching that somebody had signed on for um, that's beautiful I, yeah. I think there's a teaching there also because you had an attachment to an outcome that you would sign on and so we can ask ourselves what attachment do i have here what's blocking me is it that they like me is it that they get the message? Is it that they that they have another one? What would it mean if they didn't have another one? Would that mean I was I'm failed? Perhaps spirit only has one message. Maybe it's just one session. Mm-hmm. Like what is the attachment that any of us have? And I guess my attachment is that I'll see someone into infinity. And one day people, my, my, my favorite clients, not favorite, but, you know, the ones I've seen the longest are going to stop. And, you know, what's that like? I haven't experienced that yet. We're all learning here. So thank you for that teaching. You know, to to add to that, Tammy, it's, you know, I've had, I had two people come to me recently because they said, I read, I read your blog and there was just something in that, that called to me. I didn't write it with the intention of having them come to me. You know, I've been thinking lately oh, it's time to raise my prices, right? Like time to, who says? Like who says? Like I was really sitting with that and I was walking today and I said, or I was walking the other day and I said, all right, spirit, I would like to be of service. If I'm supposed to do this, you'll show me, but I'm not feeling right about raising my prices yet. Maybe I will, I don't know. I'm still at the maybe. All of my clients since I said that, the first one after that gave me a $40 tip. The next person gave me a $20 tip. The next person gave me a $25 tip. So it just reminds me of what you were saying, Tammy. It's not, it's not about that. It's about being of service. And it does. It comes through, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, this is really funny. Ha 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 spirit. Like, okay. I was wondering if um, you all would let me read this, the My Purpose Prayer for the new newbies. It's very short and it's got a line that I think is so crucial. Um, my purpose, I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes knowing he goes there with me, I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And for me, that sums up spiritual counseling because you have to be able to show up and think, I don't know what to say or do and then allow that and to have to open a place where I don't have to worry about what to say or do. And part it's part of healing. So I just wanted to share that. I think that's been the most important uh, guidance that for spiritual counseling for me personally. Well, and, and as, as Amanda was mentioning the whole Ponopono prayer, you know, let me see this rightly. Let me see this. Um, you know, we had a speaker come to church and he, he interpreted it this way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not seeing this rightly. Please forgive me. For not seeing it rightly thank you i love you you know so it's it's kind of, that's that was kind of an interesting spin on it for me and as an english a former english language teacher i wanted to share that that we have a something called elicitation and i feel there's a correspondence here with spiritual counseling eliciting language we let we elicit we just take back as a counselor you're not trying we, i we're listening we're listening and listening and listening and eliciting false beliefs but they don't know that but we're oh there's one and writing down those false beliefs as talking points that's what i do and then it, the unpacking comes but i feel like um sometimes i hear people doing the work and they think it's hard work to do it when we're it's like a elicitation in a way we're just picking those right things to draw out of the language of the person the beliefs of the person oh what does that mean to you we're just we're just asking questions and it just they can talk for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes. That's that's heaps to, to just get all those juicy things we can talk about and we can unpack. So I don't know if Laurie wants to, because she's quite a veteran at that and how she does it. Thank you, Laurie. Or if anyone else has any, like, Amanda, how do you do it? How do I deal with what specifically? Like a session. Do you have a, you, you do a listening, 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 listening. And, and then when the time comes, you reflect I, on what you've heard, I, what they, the beliefs or what are you reflecting on? I, I really hold space for seeing them as perfect. I hold space as I am the tree of life. I hold space for that. I do ask questions. Like if something pops up into my mind that they say, I, I jot it down. And then I, I might ask a question specifically about that. Um, I try not to steer or guide, even though I feel myself doing that sometimes. Like, cause I know what I want them to say. And it's very hard not to like, steer them to say that that is that's really hard so sometimes I, I I speak even less than I would normally because like I'm I'm I don't want to steer them I do ask pointed questions um I do ask questions about specifically what they say and if they don't want to go there, I don't push them to go there. Even, even if I hear something that I interpret as a false belief, if I ask them a question and, and they don't want to go there, I don't ask twice. Yeah, I love it. I love hearing people's false beliefs. I love just 
I just don't know. I discern them really easily. And so they're heaps of talking points for me. Yesterday, the person, even even though I was triggered, they, their, their false belief was that life must be harmonious and I need to go around and fix it for them. I need to make sure that this is how it is. So then that was a talking point. That was things I could ask questions about. Like, why is it important for you? Why did, um, yeah, just, just and they, then they unpack that and then that unpacks and spirit does guide us to the, like the big ones and then the next big and then it just for me the path opens they open the path I find myself there's no spending, work mm-hmm. I find myself so, spending more time like after the session is over when they pop into my brain really like seeing them as God knowing them as healed so I do work and then then inevitably I had a client this morning and literally like everything that she said was something that I needed to deal with. So walking outside and releasing that with the intention of I'm releasing it for me and I'm healing that in that person too. It's so awesome. That is so awesome. We can yeah. hear the words by healing ourselves. Yeah. I love when, when sessions are like that. Mm-hmm. I prefer when I can really definitely mm, feel that spirit is showing up for me. (laughs) Like they are my counselor. Um, Kelly, one thing I wanted to share um, that I learned in my forgiveness coaching is that there is this thing that we do that um, Colin Tippin teach about when you are feeling unloving or triggered by someone else like a client um so there is this rose effect right so you imagine that imagine that um there is a bouquet of rose right in the front in the middle of you guys and that's the only thing you pay your attention to the rose and so what that does is disrupt. You, you pay attention to how beautiful the rose is. Oh my gosh, the colors are so bright. The petals are so beautiful. And that what that does is block the negative, what you feel in, block all that sort of trigger from really going on to the other person. And that is a real act of love because they would feel that energy of you admiring you know, whatever energy is going on in around you to feel that instead of that density. Actually, for me, it'd be smelling the rose, seeing the rose, but smelling it. Yeah, we do need to log off. People are um, starting to drop off like flies because it's time. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I could, I could imagine smelling roses and just, can you imagine smell? I'm a smell person and just how, how they just open you up and expand so. Yeah. The love, yeah, the open, they open, they open you, roses, don't they? Thank you, Tammy. I really appreciate that um, suggestion when I'm triggered. Roses, smell the roses. <laughs> smell the roses. Oh, thank you, Ari. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we pray? Has anyone else got anything else? I'm not leader, by the way. I'm just naturally moving things along like I seem to do. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they wanted? Amanda, you did bring up something before and we didn't talk about it. I'm so sorry about that. But We did talk about it. Okay. We Good. did. <laughs> it got covered. It got handled. I wanted yeah, to ask a question. I wanted to ask a question. So as um, new in the program, in the spiritual counseling program, are we allowed to write our bio like right now and give it to Gigi yeah. to put it on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And a picture. Send, send your bio and time. a picture. Okay. I'll see if I can spend some time doing that this week. Yeah. And um, Beth or, or Tamisha, do you guys want to pray out? Do you need, want practice praying out? But Tammy doesn't need practice. No, I do. Tammy's very good. Tammy's very yeah. good. I love to hear Amanda pray, actually. You were actually one of the first person who really um, 
yeah, prayer that I really, really, really loved. And it was just so powerful when you prayed out in the, um, in our America circle meeting. All right. So I'll pray out because my little guys get in a busy body. So grateful and thankful. <sighs> Taking that deep breath in fully grounding ourselves, fully confident, knowing that we are the love of God, that we are the messengers of God, messengers of love. So grateful and thankful for this time that we can come to spend with each other, to lift each other up, to extend our love. So grateful and thankful that we can partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and really know that we are worthy of what we are doing serving that we are worthy of being the service of God that we are worthy of being the messenger of God we are not here to fix anyone or to see anyone on hold or broken but we see them in the perfect the perfection the reflection the love in action we see them without no sense of specialness We are so grateful and thankful for the courage that we had to answer the call to be light workers, to be miracle workers. We are doing the work. We are doing the work. Yes, we are. So grateful and thankful for all the other counselors. We offer up their prayer right now into this room as well. And we place all of our judgments, our self-judgments, We place all our unworthiness, we place all our fears on the altar so that it can be healed back to its root cause. We are in the business of mind correcting. So grateful and thankful for that awareness and that awakening that we can correct our mind. We can move from a mind of suffering to a mind of love and fully live a loving life. And that is what we are doing. We shed a benefit with all. We declare that this prayer is done, this prayer is heard. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Bye, you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for supporting.